welcome back to Chinese Talk Fish. I am Andrew. Um, it's been a while. I am joined with Moses and Mansoor. What's going on, guys? Hey, hey. How's it going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, man. Are you keeping well still? Keeping well during lockdown? Yeah, I mean, yeah. How, are we still in lockdown? That's a... <laughs> are you should tell me you should be, but... <laughs> but yeah, I'm keeping well. Keep well. Yeah. Good, good. Um, I think we should just get straight into stuff, you know, because there has been some madness. And <laughs> the first madness I want to start to happened like literally the other day. Um, like Mr. Kanye West is running for presidency. Yeah, um, he he said that a while ago, but he had his speech just the other day. Um, did you guys catch the speech? I saw the highlights. Yeah, I saw what's been going around on social media. So I didn't watch the whole yeah. thing, but because it was like an hour-long rally, wasn't it? Like, yeah, and he I didn't have that. a microphone. Really? <laughs> no, he was just talking. <laughs> Projection. Yeah, wow, literally. his literally. lungs are clearly fine in this pandemic. Uh, mind <laughs> you, the way he was looked quite small. Like, I think he would have been able to project himself quite nicely. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't oh, think okay. too many people turned up. I don't know the numbers though. I don't know the numbers. And he's wearing like a bulletproof vest or something, isn't it? Like a security vest or something, some army vest. That sounds correct. Like, he didn't have a microphone. I don't know why a man didn't have a microphone. Um, um, but did you, did you did you catch some of the main points that he was? That I he heard was... a bit about Harriet Tubman. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we doing first? Are we are we are we going with the, the slavery part or the or the um, the abortion part? I mean, oh yeah. Okay, no, no, yeah, because I have it here. Yeah, I think we should go with the book. The um, we're gonna start with the abortion part. We're gonna start with the abortion part. Um, what did what did he say? He he. Um, a few of the key things that he said was, um, there'll be no Kanye West because my dad was too busy that he had an abortion. So he's he's advocating not to have abortions. Like he's like, I almost killed my daughter, even even if my wife were to divorce me after the speech, she brought North into this world. So he was kind of promoting the idea of like no abortion. But then he goes on to say that he believes it should remain legal and people should have the, the right choice. Um, and everybody that had a, like, I don't, I don't even know what he's on about. Like he, he promotes one thing about abortion and then he goes the other way about pro-choice. But I don't really know what his stance is. Wait, what do you guys think? Listen, man, I love the artist that is Kanye West. <laughs> the still. artist. Yeah. Yeah. Still, 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 still. I got a lot of time for the artistry of Kanye West. But outside of that, the man, there's a lot of damage that's gone on there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, you know, and people say, I don't know. I don't know how much I sort of buy into the whole bipolar. There's definitely some sort of mental instability for sure yeah but you know i was on twitter just today and so some girl put it but i had a cousin who was bipolar or you know she was by i say was because she passed away but she was bipolar and a lot of bipolar people or sufferers came on twitter today and were like yeah i'm bipolar but i don't suddenly um come out with false slave narratives like that's just not a part of the condition you know what i mean so it's like people like to throw that in the mix like just because you're bipolar, you're going to come out with outlandish statements. It's like, that's not how it works. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. he's definitely not been the same since his mother passed away. Um, and it was kind of, I don't know, I, I, like I said, I haven't watched the whole thing, 
but he just doesn't seem okay, personally to me. So it's kind of like an uncomfortable watch. I mean, it's bad anyway. But when you kind of separate the art from the artist and just look at him as like a human, I'm a bit like, eh, mate, there's, you know, and where are your, where are your friends? Where are your family? Where are your people that should be protecting you at a time like this? Like, you know, they just let man go out there with, a, with no mic. I can't even say with a mic. <laughs> let man go out there a cappella and just, just go ham again, you know? So, yeah, man, like, I don't know if I can watch the full thing because I am such a big fan of the artist that is Kanye. And like, you know, I don't know the man, but it's kind of sad when you can see someone that's not stable and like being given a platform for people to kind of, you know, just laugh at. It's like, you know what Dave Chappelle says, where he's like, I can tell the difference when people are laughing at me and not with me. Yeah. me? For the past, you know, couple of years, people have been laughing at him, which isn't, you know, it's not nice, but... No, but do you feel, I mean, because clearly, I mean, based on the rants and ramblings that have been happening for years, it's like, it seems like when you're in the public eye, you kind of make yourself a target for this, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like, I mean... You can't help, I mean, we all see the instability, but when you openly say things like this, I mean, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slave. She just had the slave go work for other white people. Like, so do you know what? I I was actually on Twitter. I, I want to go back to the abortion thing later, but like, what Moses said is totally true. The artist, genius. But the man... Still genius. Yeah, oh, as, a, as a, like, some of his old school stuff. I, yeah, that's right. That he just going do, 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 do for ages. No, but clearly... <laughs> He's still making bangers, man. He's still but, doing good music. You can, yeah, you can, you can agree or you can disagree, but I think like right. it's um, there was a bit of context added to that Harriet Tubman co- uh, comment, and I don't want to defend him, but I do, I do think when I saw the whole part of what he said, it um, it, it made a bit more sense. And his thing, I think was and like you guys are welcome to correct me here i think it was more that there's a been a um like a perpetuation of of racism in spite of the fact that uh harriet tubman did what she did but i think his words were really wrong and i think that is a display of his mental state because that wording which has been cut out in that clip is is factually wrong um and so it's so easy to take out of the wider context of what he said afterwards which got a few cheers and i can see why so um i think like it's 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 symptomatic of the man who who really isn't well i i'm not a mental health specialist i don't know if it is bipolar but he's clearly not well um and i just think you know that whole stuff about the abortion stuff I mean, listen, if any of you guys shamed your women like that, I would slide tackle you, you know, because he really, yeah. he really shamed her. Like, I think he embarrassed her and he embarrassed himself, but he embarrassed her. And, you know, like it was so anecdotal. It wasn't really the, the campaign rally of a, of a serious contender. It was about him rather than his vision. And 
you know, that whole nonsensical stuff about a million pounds for everybody that has a kid or, or something yeah. like that. It doesn't really make sense. So you can see that these are just like the ramblings of a man that's not well. Mm. Um, he's clearly not a serious contender for, for president because mm. I think he missed like a whole load of deadlines um, <laughs> as well. So it's just like, it's a shame really that that's someone's downfall can be so widely publicized but i think he's not the first person won't be the last person no he's not the first artist to do it either yeah and the sad thing is it's like at least when i think there's a way artists that have done it in the past have done it to make like a statement and have been like quite even artistic in their mm. their approach to it but because for a long time when i was seeing this Kanye 2020 i just did i thought he was trolling to be fair i was like he's not he's not serious yeah, mm. so I thought it was like a self-promotion type thing. Mm. Yeah. So then when I saw the actual clip, I was like, oh no, like... <laughs> I think, but there are some people that they're still asking, like, is this man actually serious or is this, you know, what is this? And I think, I, <laughs> I don't think he's serious. I think there, there is just... No, but the people, same people said that about Trump. And isn't it where there's a time where you think, it's like people make a statement to vote for the most ridiculous candidate to prove mm. a point. And pushing Kanye West further forward, I mean, that could happen. We've, I, I, we've seen, I mean, when, when I saw Brexit and Trump elected so very soon after each other, you realise that nothing is impossible. Like, you can't, you can't have too much hope, with, really, with the human race, making the right mm. decision. Mm. Yeah, but if I don't know. Like, about a million pounds for everyone that um, had a baby. The thing is, America's... there's a lot of well, there's a lot of Americans that might think, yes, he's gonna mm. pick, stick to his campaign promise. Mm. America's already bankrupt, really. So I mean that that can't it's morally bankrupt, but I was about to say, GB, morally or financially? It's, yeah, it's it's you know it, it's well in the age of decadence. Um, and now it's also in the age of distraction, and I think he's a symptom of that. He's not the yeah. first symptom of that. Trump himself is a symptom of that. But um, I don't know. I don't see. I don't take him seriously. I, I still don't take him seriously because I think his like you know it's interesting because Trump is unwell. People don't really say it, but he's unwell up there. Mm. Biden is unwell all, all the time. Yeah, yeah, but Biden is unwell, you know, like he's got the whole forgetting things and stuff like that. And like Kanye's no. unwell, so hang on, though. Not that I'm sorry to pause there, not that I'm yeah. defending Biden yet, but the only reason I can give him a slight blight is because man was actually a serious prisoner of war. Like, I'm sure there's some meetings that head has took that if he forgets a thing or two, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, but, but yeah, there's actually some damage, some concussion damage. That's just, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Irrespective of that, don't you think it's strange that basically all the people we're talking about, none of them, and I, I want to choose my words carefully here, none of them are cognitively well equipped. Like, yeah, yeah. that's quite you strange, don't you think? We're in this age where all these people that are being spoken about, two yeah. of whom are serious contenders like none of them are really none of them really have yeah. have it going on upstairs 
to yeah. to do a thing. And I just think like, you know, Kanye's little outburst, I think if I want to contextualize it, I don't really see it as any more or less worse than Biden or Trump, especially Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we have to be true. It's just that Kanye mentioned uh, factual inaccuracies about slavery. Yeah. Trump mentions fact. Trump talks fact, uh, factual inaccuracies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so does Boris. Yeah. So really, I actually, in a strange way, I put these men all on a par with each other. Yeah. It's just that Kanye, the, the, the meltdown is a bit more um, overt to the naked eye, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I pray for him. I pray for him. Yeah. Uh, I pray for him because he needs help, man. I yeah. actually think, you know what? When you marry into that family, you think, you know, <laughs> yeah. be careful, be careful who you marry into. But yeah. that's me. I'm not, you yeah. know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to catch a case with the Kardashians. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do generally think like the consensus with, like, usually it's time to like the memes and the rants and the ramblings and like people would go hard on someone that completely collapses. But I think that everyone is actually more concerned for Kanye after seeing this. Mm. Than, because this is the most that you see until, and such inaccuracy like they're not like you said with the Tubman thing I mean it usually people be like Kanye you're cancelled for saying this but they're more like Kanye oh, you're right like, mm, <laughs> like yeah. you can't say this and it's more of a concerning situation yeah like, yeah 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 I mean I, I like from a race from a from and talking within the lens of race and racism the Tubman thing is just, Harriet Tubman thing is just like, um, it's factually incorrect and we all know it's factually incorrect. So I think people, this is just my opinion, I think the mood is less about offence compared to some of the other stuff that he said about black issues. Do you know what I mean? Previously, yeah. where I think that offence has been greater. Um, I think now people are just in a state of concern for the man. And you know what? Yeah. I get that. I do get that. Yeah. Yeah. But as well, like, imagine you're a kid, like, and you hear that your parents were going to abort you. You're not in a, you should never, you should never mention that stuff at a political rally or, or anywhere else. Because you're going to, yeah. that kid's going to grow up just thinking, what? And especially, yeah. she's not that, she's not, she's young, but she's not beyond the age of comprehension. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and internet, you know, kids these days are on the internet. I doubt. Mm. I don't doubt the girls probably on YouTube or whatever. So it's just like, boy, yeah. pray for the man. Pray for the man. You know what I mean? We yeah. need more albums. We need more collabs. We need more. Um, you know. um, yeah. yeah, I'm all for respecting your parents, but I think I don't know if my, if I heard my parents were telling pe- random people like <laughs> that side of the story about me. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Not on. You have to run them. Yeah, but you, you make a good point though, man. So like, I think that's why I kind of was like, even when I wasn't sure if it was true, I had to be intellectually fair. I'm like, well, if Trump is president, you can't intellectually tell me Kanye can't have a chance. Because I'm like, this man was a real estate TV apprentice mogul that now is the president of the United States. He was a reality TV star. So I'm like, if yeah. that, you know, that is so ill-equipped to do his job so I'm like <laughs> if I have to be fair I'm like well why can't Kanye not that I wanted to but mm. you know what I mean like you've created such a sad president precedent not president um 
with you know electing one of the most incapable people <laughs> yeah. in you know in, in our history of politicians like yeah but then so. shouldn't there be an, an upward trajectory rather than just keeping it a steady decline or the same level i mean it should be but here we are <laughs> america's been on a decline for the last for the last however many years i mean it's just because now it's you're really in like the what's the word cesspit you're really in the, the where you get the dregs that everybody realizes, but really it's yeah. been on a downward decline for for however many years. Um, so this is just this is just something I think which we can um, contextualize wider within that national context. It's <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a mess, um, but you know, arguably you could say Trump uh, Kanye is cleaner than Trump. Like yeah. if we talk about, <laughs> isn't it, man? Yeah, you might you might want to call him a house negro, or you might want to call him whatever, whatever. But yeah. I mean, like some of the rumors that are out there about Donald Trump. Oh man, you probably yeah. shouldn't go into. No, no, you know. no, no. Yeah. You don't you don't hear those rumors about, about Kanye yeah. West. Kanye West yeah. is just this figure of of ridicule. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is what but it is. What? That yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, what I want to know, like, what is on this man's mind that every time he gets a platform, he says some ahistorical fact about slavery? Do you remember the last one? Do you remember the last one? He was like, slavery was a choice. And yeah. I was like, why did you always go to slavery for him? Like, what's going on? I think he's trying to support black people by saying the word. Like, I feel like he feels like he's encouraging or protecting or... No, okay. bringing black people up I feel like he, that's what he thinks he's doing but he just doesn't yeah. it. like he doesn't go through someone to tell him how do you get your point across without sounding insane yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know but I think like for example if any of us if one of us turned around to the other bunch and said do you know what I'm just gonna I'm gonna use my platform to talk factual inaccuracies about sl- slavery so I, the, the backlash I get means that everybody learns the facts I'd say you're actually doing a nonsense, you know, like, like you need to just, yeah. like somebody needs to sit him down and say, look, whether you're well or you're not well, don't talk about that topic because you're not equipped. Yeah, but you, you can't that say that to someone that doesn't want to, for instance, if they're not, if he's not well and he goes in front, you, t- you can tell him that before he gets on stage, don't say that. But when he gets on stage, he's going to say it because he does keep, yeah. But you keep him in his yard, man. He, we have to remember he is managed by Chris Jenner. <laughs> yeah, oh, Moses, I yeah, think. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Moses finished it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like read into that what you will. Do you get me? Like yeah. there's always gonna be some degree of salacious tabloidism or some some there's always gonna be because that's how they stay relevant. Do you get me? Yeah, yeah, they have to. They have to. It's sad. It's sad, man. So yeah, pray for Kanye, man. Pray for Kanye. Hashtag. 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 Um, staying in the celebrity sphere and comments in the celebrity sphere, um, people talking celebrity sphere. I want to talk to you about Nick Cannon. Um, Nick (laughs) Cannon getting fired from his own show. (laughs) Nick Cannon, why now? Um, this is after he made anti-Semitic um comments, um, some of which includes saying that. Black people are the true Hebrews, and that it's never hate speech. You can't be anti-Semitic when we are the Semitic people. And that's what he could have saying on this podcast. Um, that caused backlash from the producers of um, what Nick and Wine Out. I can't remember what the yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, he's back from the show. Um, yeah. He released an apology afterwards, um, talking about how he um, thinks he should be better. He should better educate himself in that. Um, but <laughs> I'll, I'll look for the. I'll look for the. The apology, I have it confirmed. But what do you, what are you, what's your initial take on Nick Cannon's um, withdrawal from Nick Cannon? There's a lot. There's a lot in this. This is a very loaded topic, right? So yes, I'm gonna start. I just find it funny, right? I think if you're going to say something in this day and age, I think you should just say it. And like, mm-hmm. when the backlash... Because, you know, you could say something completely... Not, I'm not even talking about with this scenario. We often see it like, I think people are very pressured into apologies. And the only reason I'm saying with this, obviously I'm not condoning anti-Semitism or racism or anything at all. But what I, the only reason I say this is in this context, it's a bit weird because he had, this came from a clip of him in Canon's class, which is his own production on yeah. YouTube. Yeah? And he had Progr- Professor Griff, who he was interviewing, who is like a hotep, you know, level a thousand so my thing is if you've gone to the length of getting a professor griff like who lives and breathes you know 10 times what nick said in that small clip every day yeah mm. like to me it's like if you then come and apologize does it really hold any weight because it's just like but hang on a second you're apologizing for what you said but in the context of everything nobody's really being like but hang on if this is anti-Semitic, why did he give a platform to a man that also... Cor- you know what I mean? It would be like me, I don't know, interviewing Abu Hamza and then somebody cussing me for saying something anti-Islam. Do you get me? But ignoring the fact that I've got Abu Hamza right next to me. You get me? Like, so that's what, for me, it was just a bit like, hang on, this is a bit odd. So he's not... No, but that's like saying, could you say, um, if you had an interview, with, if a white guy had an interview with you, could he say something about black people and then be like, no, but I've got a black person with me right now on their platform. No, 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 no. That's not the same thing. What I'm saying is like, progress. have you ever checked out much of Professor Griff? It's like, no, I haven't watched him. This is what he's about, bro. Okay. You know, black people are this for the original. He, like, that's his rhetoric. You get me? So my thing is, it's like, okay, Nick Cannon said what he said and, you know, he apologised. But also I'm like, but hang on. You must have meant it because you went through the degree of getting Professor Griff on your platform. You get me? And giving him a platform to, to chop it up. That conversation didn't come out of nowhere, right? That was my first thought. I thought, this is a bit odd because either he really means this apology or he's just really scared. Do you get me? And I just yeah. feel like he's really scared <clears throat> because ultimately, I guess, a successful, and you know, I do respect Nick Cannon because he, you know, he's done a lot of He's done a lot of good things, philanthropy. He's done a lot of community things. He's one of those celebrities. Not that I, I'm into celebrity culture like that, but as a person, when you kind of look behind the man, there's, you know, I don't think he's a joker. You know what I mean? And what he's kind of built over the years as an actor and a producer and a creator, you know, I do respect. But it always comes back to this thing. And, I mean, we've kind of spoken to it on, on, on this podcast where, you know, Ultimately, if you don't own your things, bro, do you get me? If you're yeah. not in, in control of your product or your brand, then, you know, you, you are essentially an employee. And it's unfortunate at this time his employee, employees deemed, we didn't like what you said, you're fired. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. And this brand that we all know, Wiling Out, Red Hair, Red Hair, Red Hair. They're going to have to take his name off of it. Huh? They're going to have to take his name off of it. Yeah, he has to take his name off of it. And what can you do? Like, you know what I mean? So... 
for me, as much as like, I don't think, I'm not trying to go down the route of like what he said or whether it was right or wrong, because that's not even where I'm coming from. I think what is a bigger, a bigger thing to think about is like, I'm looking forward to the day when black people have control over their product and their means of distributions to the point where could you imagine if David Starkey came on the news and said some nonsense and we could fire him? Yo, <laughs> why did you get me? But like, mm. it's, it's just crazy. And you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, he, so did he really own the show? Like, he didn't have a, he didn't no. really own the show. Which no, he really. didn't. He didn't. Do you get me? And that's why I'm like, I'm not, to me, it's not even about anti-Semitism or racism. Yes, that's, I'm against that for sure. But I'm like, hang on a second. How many times have we seen racism on platforms? <laughs> Do you get yeah. me? And How the worst part is then you see the man coming back to the show, coming back to the studio. You know what I mean? You know, like little apology or sometimes not even an apology. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah, people yeah. have their jobs. So like, and it's a shame because like, I think Nick Cannon's track record kind of speaks for itself. Do you get me? I don't believe he's, he's racist. I think he was just sat next to Progressive Griff and just got gassed. Do you get me? No, so when, like, I mean, (laughs) when I read the, I think it was was particular, the second was particular to the true Hebrew comment, wasn't it? Um, I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea, like, I'm just trying to understand in terms of where um, the anti-Semitism basically would hit people in this comment when he's saying that he feels that black people are the true Hebrews. Like, well, it, yeah, I think the anti- say, is it? So, no, the anti-Semitism, um, the anti-Semitism accusation came more from his suggestion that uh, Jewish, the, like Jew, the idea about Jewish conspiracies, where Jewish people own basically the means All to production, and yeah. yeah, and they, you know, the idea that they rule everything, and it's sort of behind closed doors or, or hidden and it's like this hidden society but you don't know about it xyz and then i think that thing that you mentioned was his response where he said what he said couldn't be anti-semitic because black people were the original um hebrews Jews, hebrews yeah, yeah. so the, the anti-semitism charge came more from the whole conspiracy thing about jewish people ruling the world quote unquote mm. um yeah yeah, I mean, but you see, that's a like a, a running joke in a lot of comedy. South Park, for instance, Family Guy, like every cartoon you see. It, but it's a different platform where you're saying like he basically means it. It takes the humor away from it. That's yeah. where it gets like the, the line draws. Because how can you make comics? How can you make cartoons like South Park where they make where they basically say that kind of stuff, but then they can still run that. They can still be aired. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it's like it's like some of these like Sasha Baron Cohen skits, you know, where the same thing is alluded to. But I guess because people might say he is Jewish, so he can sort of get away with it. Um, and I think what Moses said, the point where he used David Starkey as an example, is probably a re- is a really really good point that cancel culture focuses to a large extent not on what is said but who says it? Do you know what I mean? It's very selective. This is my opinion. Moses didn't necessarily say this, but he, he'll, he'll correct me if, if I'm wrong, but I think his idea was that there's um, a disproportionate outcome 
for different people depending on who they are. And I think that's true. And I think that's what cancel culture really is. <clears throat> it's not so much what people say, but who says what. Um, and, and I mean, Starkey, for example, just a few weeks ago said he compared slavery with the Holocaust. I don't know if any of you guys heard this. Mm -hmm. he that's said, why I brought him up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he said, um, what did he, he said, the Holocaust was worse than slavery because at least with slavery, after it was over, there were still too many, and this is his words, there were still a whole lot of damn black people or something like that. To that yeah, 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 yeah. That's I mean, good. Yeah, yeah. Which to me, at least um, verbatim, sounds a lot worse than what Nick Cannon said. But yeah, cancel yeah, culture yeah. is selective, you know? Yeah, and yeah. I think the charge of anti-Semitism is once you get that label attached to you and it sticks, rightly or wrongly it's almost like there's no coming back from that mm. and mm. i think that's dangerous not because i want to defend anti uh, anti-semites because i don't but i think it's dangerous when we just throw a label on somebody who as moses said probably just got gassed up by his company the, the company that he was with do you know what mm. i mean and i think that's a dangerous thing and it's probably something that needs to be spoken about in its own right um, I just take this as something that is a lot more minor in a list of examples from different individuals. Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's factually incorrect as well. Some of the stuff, you know, when you charge people as anti-Semitic, we saw it in this country because yeah. when you really boil down to it, like, I think the um, narrative, um, People frame what the what is acceptable within the narrative, and the charge of anti-Semitic has often been associated to anti-Jew. Mm -hmm. But you know that that is a man-made narrative. Like the term Semitic actually stands for people who speak Semitic languages, and that includes a lot of Black people, especially in the Horn of Africa. Mm -hmm. it includes Arab people, it includes mm -hmm. Jewish people, and so if we want to be really true and not engage in engage in cancel culture then we have to call anti-semitism more widely than just people who have bad disgusting prejudice against jewish people do you see what i'm saying yeah, yeah. so it's like i mean probably some of the worst anti-semitism is like the forced sterilization of of, of of ethiopian refugees in israel do you see what yeah. i'm saying yeah they if they i you know, a lot of them claim to be Jewish, but they're it's forced sterilization, and yeah. that's anti-Semitism. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Or like you see anti-Semitism by Israel against uh, the Palestinian Arab population. Well, that's that could be considered anti-Semitism. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you have to be, I think, honest and accurate with what the definition of Semitic and Semitism is. Mm -hmm. And then when you do that, I think you get a more legitimate, in my opinion, you get a more legitimate uh, feeling when you want to throw somebody like Nick Cannon under the bus. But otherwise, it's just like you're picking and choosing. You see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I don't really, that's why when I see this issue here, I just sort of, like, you know that emoji with the head in the hands? Yeah, that's yeah. What it, <laughs> that's what it feels like because... Yeah. Yeah. It's selective to the man rather than the issue. 
Yes. Um, yeah. Why? Maybe you could argue there's a, there's a black man with a platform in America, maybe. And at this time, in this day and age, maybe that is something to be wary of as mm. Americans. Mm. Maybe it's that. Mm. Um, do you see what I mean? Mm. Or like when we had here, we had Jeremy Corbyn, who was gonna, who's the Labour leader. And a lot of people were scared about the outcome of him becoming prime minister, potentially. So what? Slap anti-Semitism, slap anti-Semitism on him. <clears throat> but real people who are anti-Semitic or who have uh, bad prejudices, some of them will get away with it. Yeah. Why? Because maybe they're more in line with the dominant view, which suits whoever that may be. And it's not necessarily just Jewish people. It could be anybody. Yeah. So that's why I don't like this story, and that's why I actually feel for Nick Cannon. I think he's a solid guy from what I know about him. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like I agree, man. So I think Nick, from what I know, is a solid dude, and I think he kind of just got a bit gassed because he was sat next to Professor Griff, and it's a shame because when you look at it in the grand scheme of his career, he's built up the brand of Wiling Out to mm-hmm. only to get it pulled from underneath him overnight. So for me, it's uh, such a bigger lesson. We need to own our things. Yeah, you're going. Not, not only like to protect yourself from, one, being an employee that someone could just fire you, but two, also being able to, you know, equally have the same power to institute, if you hear anything on your platforms or in your work or in your business, that you don't agree with and doesn't adhere to your policies, whether that be yeah. racism, transphobia, homophobia, sexism, you too can be like, you're out, you get me? And I think collectively as a community, we don't have that. So we need to kind of strive to build that. And I think that to me was the biggest take home. You get me? Mm. I don't believe he's anti-Semitic. I don't believe he's racist at all. Um, well, you know. yeah, though, I mean, on that, like, that's what um, I read something, that's what Master P said, when mm. he said that feels like Nick Cannon shouldn't have to apologise. Because um, mm. he, he feels like Nick wouldn't have had to say sorry if he didn't have to worry about losing his job. Like, he feels hey. like he... Yeah. Like, why would he have to say sorry for something that he believes? And, mm. and it's not that, essentially, like, he just he just went to do that just so he could, so he could stay in a job, essentially. And he still... Yeah, you know, because there are, there are, there's a large percentage of people out there that believe black people are the original Hebrews. And I'm not going to come and say whether I do because I don't know. I haven't done the research. You know what I mean? It sounds very hotepy to me. I need to see the... the yeah, man. Hyde Park the, Speaker's Corner. You know what I mean? Right there, but equally, if I haven't done the research to disprove it, I'm not going to go in their face and be like, you're wrong. Get me. So I'm like, whatever. You know, yeah. show me the evidence and we'll talk. But yeah. that's something I haven't given much time or thought to, to be fair. Yeah. But, like, that is a reality. You get me? That is a reality. There are people that believe that and I don't believe... You know, I know that wasn't the whole uh, context of what he said, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I think there's context that has to be used when you look at that. There are, especially in America, there's a huge proportion of the sort of hotep and, you know, the sort of the, the, the black radicals. You've got progress, Professor Griff on your platform, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. I don't believe he's racist, anti-Semitic, but I think he's done a good job in building other things, other businesses mm. and other productions. And it's a shame he didn't own Wilding Out because that's probably yeah. what he's most known for. You know, yeah, I, mean? I was gonna say it's kind of actually kind of this kind of it kind of took a cloak off, and it surprised yeah. it kind of 
when you think moguls, black moguls, you think of the empire that Nick Cannon made. And for this yeah. to say that he can get fat from his own show, mm. I'll think it. How do you get fat from your show, own show if you're the one that owns the show? But I just yeah. Yeah. to show that, he, like, <clears throat> yeah, he could be offended. I'm not. I'm not backing his point or whatever. That's what I'm saying. But one thing <laughs> is, it shows that even the ones that we think are actually in the power position of power. Mm. There's still someone pulling strings behind that we haven't yeah. actually still got our black, our black, yeah. <laughs> our black empire. Basically, we yeah. still haven't mm. got the. For if a white man says something racist, we can be like, "Get off my, get off my, just get off my channel completely." Yeah. Yeah. We can't do that. We'll be like, "We'll suspend him, and we'll yeah. bring him back later." We can't even do that. We have to go to change the org. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> we have to start a petition. <laughs> All right, because I think like who owns who, is, who owns BT? Um, I did see a post about this actually. I feel it is Viacom. Um, yeah, but it's not black. It's it's not black at all. No. None <laughs> no. of them are. None of them are. No, well, man. Sadly, BT, yeah. the Source magazine, Def Jam, uh, you know, all of the the everything the that we consume. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It black. You know, the thing is, I think as well because I think a lot of people conflate. Um, like the like, if like if a black man has like a show or is the face of a show or something, you conflate maybe the wealth you assume they get from that with them owning that yeah, and yeah, that, yeah. and and I think that's why sometimes when things like this happen, there is that sense of surprise there because you you know you almost don't think about it. So I think yeah, as a community, black people also have to. And they're not not every black person is guilty of this and other people from other races will also be guilty of this but we have to get away from this idea that um you know like wealth or the wealth that is earned automatically means power you know like money is power that is true we live in a capitalist world but in terms of who owns the means of production sometimes you don't even see their wealth do you see what i'm saying so I don't know. I think there is an aspect of that to it as well. Like, mm. um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. You know, like you see, I don't know, even like sports stars. Yeah. Kind yeah. of like, it's not, the, the industry is different, but it's kind of the same thing. So no, like, you'll get like really wealthy individuals, but they're just commodities, you know? Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. we have to move away from that idea of being a commodity mm. and think more about owning commodities and then we don't just get the safety net of in this case protection yeah when somebody says something which is maybe controversial or other people don't like we don't just get the safety that comes with owning the means of production but we also get the ability to thrive and that's how other communities have done it and i think that is the template really to follow and try and be better at Mm. yeah yeah who owns exodus me, yeah, one hundred percent mine. <laughs> no, one yeah, fire, no, no one can fire you from your thing. No one can fire me from my thing. Absolutely not. No, That's how it no. should be. Yeah, yeah. That's when you have when you have your own business, you re- you enter this portal and you kind of just do see the world very differently. And I understand it. Do you get me? Listen, there are times I wish I could just take a check and somebody mm. could just be the boss, but I'm like, nah, like. Because if everybody did that, well, I mean, everyone does that. We're in this situation now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I think everybody should. I mean, at least if you're in business 
or yes. trying to be in business. Everyone should have their own. It doesn't mean you're going to be like your, um, your EMIs, your Virgin, your Universal. You know, you don't have to be the, the monopoly, but yeah. you just have to have something. Do you know what I mean? Some like, control. Some control that at the end of the day, you're good. Do you get yeah. me? <laughs> you understand yeah. production on a level enough to be good and you can ultimately feed yourself. You know what I mean, man? I think, I think maybe because of my world, I'm more forced into it. But I think there's, there's still overlap in most, create, most industries, whether it's not creative or whatever, to kind of have your own thing on the side. You know? Yeah. yeah. Cool. cool. Um, all right, then. So I think one last topic we should talk about. Who um, we sign out is um, you mentioned it, Shamima Begum. This is like hey. part whatever, two, three, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think the, retu- the return, the recap, the return, the return, the <laughs> reunion tour. Yeah, the question, <laughs> the question is, should she be allowed back in the UK to fight for her right to be a British citizen? Uh, Absolutely. Oh, sorry, gone. Go Absolutely. 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 You think so? Yeah, I wish, we, I wish we had Mandela for this. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't want any terrorist here. Like, yeah, so on. there's my moral compass, and then like there's what I know about the law, right? Mm. Like, she is British. Like, the fact that yeah. they managed to spin that narrative, I'm like, hang on, how can you determine somebody stateless? And then these times Bangladeshi are saying she's not Bangladeshi. So, <laughs> like, my my argument for this always was, particularly with black people as well was what we need to be very careful of because her story and the Windrush scandal, they, they're not the same, but they're, they're almost related because they're intertwined in a very interesting way because Shamir was almost like, how can I say it? We had to watch that story very closely because it served a very dangerous president if we believe somebody can overnight be rendered stateless by their actions. And the reason I say this, I'm just trying to, um, uh, maybe I'll, I'll Google it while somebody else is talking. But there was another story in 2015 of a woman, white woman in her 30s who was radicalized and went, became an ISIS bride. I'll find her name for you. And she was allowed to return back to the UK. And even to this day, she lives in a community. Nobody makes a fuss about you, right? She reformed as well. Yeah, exactly, reformed. <laughs> now, comparatively to a teenage... ISIS, you know, teenage person that got radicalized, you know, of Bangladeshi origin, but she is British, goes and now wants to come back. For me, I'm like, as particularly black people, we need to watch this story very carefully because it basically says, if Shamir can do that, and don't get me wrong, ISIS is bad, Daesh is bad, I'm not for it. However, the idea that your crimes can render you stateless is dangerous because we've got aunties and uncles that didn't even commit crimes that are being rendered stateless and homeless because of this Windrush scandal, much less you do a little five-finger discount or get a speeding ticket or whatever. You know what I mean? This country wants to cleanse. Do you get yeah, I agree, I agree <laughs> with you. It causes so, like a... It causes, yeah, it, I mean, it sets a precedent in terms of there's going to be a line that gets yeah. drawn to say... Yeah. Do you just, uh, that means technically, can you be a citizen for breaking X rule or this exactly. rule? But exactly. do, do you but not yeah. feel that some things, I mean, a th- I mean, the, the line for me is a threat to the country, like an actual, an actual threat, like that can be a threat to the country, physical threat. 
to the country. And you kind of, when you renounce your own British, British citizenship, that you, you basically renounce it yourself, then what's to say, I don't like this here, therefore give me back what I had before, because I don't like this now. Why, how can you sample, how can you sample something like that? And then they say, you don't like it, so let me come back. Well, Mantle, what are you thinking? You look like you. Oh, got, sorry. You, no, Mantle looks like you've got words. <laughs> you know what it is, yeah? It's really good because my stance hasn't changed from the last podcast, which I think is always a good thing because it means that, like, in my head, I feel so right. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but um, I actually don't think she should be allowed back into this country yet. The reason. I think what Moses said is true. Like there is this insidious motive to um, whitewash uh, criminals, and where possible to, um, to 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 do things with racist undertones. But for me, my I look at this from a legal standpoint, and that is Shamima Begum went to Syria, committed a crime. She should not be allowed back here. She should be um, tried in Syria and serve time in Syria. And that is the, for me, that's the legal thing. Like, if you ever see these shows like Banged Up Abroad, I don't know if you man watch that. That is my show. Exactly. And you go to Thailand and Cambodia or whatever, and you're shuffling drugs about. They don't, the British people don't say, oh yeah, uh, bring bring Tom back here and let him do his... No, they dash you in that jail and you turn into a wet quilt, yeah? Then it's the same thing here. Like, she should just... Listen, she should undergo a trial in mm-hmm. Syria because she committed her crimes in Syria. Mm-hmm. And listen, they have capital punishment there, yeah? So if she survives that, <laughs> and she actually does serve time. After she serves that, she should be sent back here. But because she committed crimes there, and you know what? Her crimes were really bad. A lot of people are talking about, uh, you know, she was radicalized. That's because people don't really, or they've forgotten what she did. She may not have killed somebody, but she was a willing participant in the displacement of Syrian people from their own home. So when we talk about Syrian refugees, there are Syrian refugees that left forcibly, they were forcibly had to leave their home. She took over and actually decided, oh, do you know what? I'm entitled to that. That's a, that's a crime. That's a crime. Whether it's by the, the, the Geneva Convention or Syrian law or, or, or whatever type of legal framework you want to look at. That's a grave crime, yeah? When you see those Syrian refugees that were on boats and the boats had sunk and they were starving in Turkey and whatever else. So for me, she's committed a crime there. She should serve her time there. And bear in mind, and this is it. I don't think Britain should relinquish all its responsibility, but she should serve time there if she doesn't get capital punishment. And Britain should fund that period of time she's there. And then so why should Britain? Why should Britain have to fund that time? I mean, what, just because, because she's a citizen? Not necessarily. I don't know if legally they're entitled to, but for me, morally, it's the right thing. 
because this country was so uh, ready to try and overthrow that government there and create chaos. So for me, a goodwill gesture in the, in the smallest token is you say, you know what, this is our citizen. She serves time there and we give you the money to look after her. And then once she serves that time, then you have to bring her back here because she is your responsibility. She's not the responsibility of Syrian people. But because she committed a crime there, she has to serve her time there. She mm -hmm. has to. And you know what? This is going to be really controversial. But if under Syrian law, she's tried and they say, you know what? We don't want you to serve time here. You have to be hung. That's what you have to do. I, I, I wouldn't lose any sleep over that personally. I'm not mm -hmm. saying I would advocate it, but mm -hmm. that's, that's the law there. But mm -hmm. if that isn't the case, then once she serves her time, you have to bring her back here because she is British. Um, yeah, I, do, I don't disagree. Yeah, I'm saying, but how do you feel? Like, do you feel like it's okay for her to actually... What about her serving time there? Not no, listen, listen I'm, the woman is a criminal. Don't get me wrong. Let's not get <laughs> me twisted. Wherever she should serve time, I agree with you, man. So she, she committed crimes on their soil. I think, I guess, because of what's going on politically, it's a bit tricky. But she should be tried there. Do you get me? Don't get me wrong. But we are where we are. Do you get me? <laughs> like somehow she's found a she's found a way to get out and is somewhere halfway in red and red trying to get back to England. My thing is, yeah, she could be a threat. Dash away. I don't know if we can legally do that. Whatever. Lock her up. There are prisons. I was just watching the HMP Belfast documentary where they've housed so many terrorists and you know people related to IS and uh, yeah. Al Qaeda. It's not like we don't have adequate facilities. I just want to bring up the woman's name. Uh, Lisa Smith, who was actually granted bail, and this is an article of, 20 of 20th of December 2019 from Ireland. She's 37. She's from Belfast. She did the same thing, and nobody is talking about this. Do you when, did you throw, when did you say what year? This, was, this article is from 2019, 20th of December. And this isn't even the woman initially. This is me doing a bit of Googling and came across somebody else. A white mm. woman from Belfast who was also radicalized returned to Ireland. And has been granted bail. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm like, look at what's going on here. You but do you feel big... like maybe a trial for citizenship is a bad precedent? A bad precedent. Like in terms of like for her for her atrocities. Do you feel like not saying we just re revoke your citizenship? Do you feel like they should be they should be able to like have a trial? to say you no. have breached there, but you don't, no. you, you don't, don't think your think citizenship should be able to be revoked at all? No, I don't believe so. Okay. Not at all. Personally, personally, I can't think of anything. No, no, I can't. I mean, we you don't have live to have under a monarch. You get me yeah. like that anymore. Yeah. You get me? It's mm. not like yeah. you could do treason and the queen could be like, you know, it doesn't work. Like yeah, that. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? If it was a different time, I could see how that could happen. But in 2020, I'm like, I don't think you can do anything that should be yeah. able to strip you of your, your nationality. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's yeah. her in prison. Don't get me wrong. Like, let the girl serve her crimes. I don't care. She was a kid, but Mansell said it right. She'd done some awful things. And mm. if that means she stands trial in Syria, as well as in the UK, so be it. But yeah. my argument yeah. is more for she is British. Whether people like it or not, she yeah, is yeah. the British citizen. Mm. So it's like the argument of, like, should she come back? I'm like, of course she should come back. If, you know, Failing, obviously, she has. Do you want her back? Though? I don't want her back. 
but what can I do? Do you know what I mean? I don't want Tommy Robinson. I don't want Boris. <laughs> but they're British too. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. them man have you know them man are equally responsible for radicalization, and they know yeah. what they're doing. So I'm like, are we where where do we draw the line? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's why I'm like, it serves a very dangerous president we have to pay attention to. Because I'm like, if essentially you're saying, yeah, don't get me wrong, terrorist-related charges are a serious crime. But ultimately, the president is, you can commit a crime and you can be rendered stateless. We've got a lot of worrying to do. as like people of, I don't want to say people of colour, but you get what I'm saying? Because the minute mm. you do anything, you watch, like, what? you got six points on your drive? Oh. When you get 12 more points on that license, you better be, you know, oh, oh, you can't find your birth certificate. Oh, you know, and that's what's happening. Do you know for what real, I mean? For people real. That I were, that. And, and you know what I mean? People that were actually citizens of the Commonwealth, do you get me? Came uh-huh. over, had kids, built up this country. And then to 20 years, you know, how, not 20 years, 2020, um, Amber Rudd and these nonsense people, do you know what I mean? Be like, where's your paperwork? I'm like, who can find paperwork from there for? Man, so where's your mm. birth certificate? Where's your, do you know what I mean? Like, people have yeah, grown. Know. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but how are you going to ask somebody whose parent came on the Windrush to find out right. to yeah. prove they're British? Of Definitely. They're British. They'll Just refer to the Begum case. Everyone will refer to the Begum case if they're trying to get someone kicked out of the. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm like, I don't want to hear. And I think what she done is atrocious. And she should, like Mansell said, I'm not trying to put that message across. And hopefully I'm not saying we should just let it go. Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> no, I don't. Well, I, agree I, with definitely, I think she should be tried. I think she'd be tried where she commits the crime. Yeah. I mean, yeah. listen, there's a difference between, like, Moses, you actually mentioned Abu Hamza, which was yeah. a really good example. Mm. This That man was in prison here for however many years, and mm. different, in fact, I think different UK governments tried to deport him back to mm. Jordan, and they couldn't yeah. do it until eventually yeah. they had to give way. And that's my thing. Like, I know. People might say, oh, but she was young and she was 15, 14, 15, whatever. And Abu Hamza's a, a grown-ass man. Mm. But for me, she knew what she was doing. There was a conscious thing there, radicalised or not. I mean, that's a different topic. I don't want to get into it now. But, yeah, um, like, the act, she committed a bad, bad act. And, you know, Abu Hamza committed a bad, bad act. He served his time here until he was forced to leave. And she mm. should... She should also. The only way which she should be allowed back now is if the Syrian government say, look, we don't want her. You yeah. take her. And then she should be allowed back now. But I just think, remember, she ran away to a refugee camp. Technically, yeah. she shouldn't even be in that refugee. She's not a refugee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. Not, she's not a refugee. If, honestly, I'd have just dashed her in a river. <laughs> <laughs> no, I tell you not. Ah. Listen, I don't care, man. People can try and cancel me all they want. I don't care. Ooh, I'm I'm gonna dash her in that river and just say, yeah, bye. Yeah. Go on. Mate, no, mate, mate. Well, man, so, sorry, I don't want to go too far off topic, but no, go I was just about to send a, uh, an article before we started this podcast because have you seen how now Britain have reneged on their um, Hong Kong, uh, yeah. you know? their Hong yeah, Kong citizenship yeah, yeah. Ship thing because of tensions with the UK and China. So yeah. my thing is like, hang on, you've deported how many black grannies to Jamaica? Yeah. You get me? You've got a British girl, don't get me wrong, she's, she's done some mad things and now you're telling her you're not British. But then two twos, you want to give citizenship to three million people from Hong Kong, yeah? And then you want to talk about like, 
who's British or not. Do you get me? Mm. I'm like, hang on a second. So you do understand about the whole Commonwealth and how this thing works. You get me? When you want to. And like, I mean, they're not identically related, but it reminds me of the story. But I just found it interesting that now they've gone back on it. And I'm like, I haven't done too much digging and stuff and that. I'm like, I don't know if you had read into it much, Mansour. I've only seen the headline at the moment, but um, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. And I think the more we can actually use the Windrush as... Uh, what's the word, like a yardstick, the yardstick mm. or, a, or, a, or a measure of comparison. Yeah, yeah. All these different cases, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, yeah. is really good because it not only means that we keep the windrush at the forefront of our minds, we don't forget how we are seen. When the, when the chips are down, we don't forget how we're seen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's really good that we always keep that comparative element in these discussions, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But you're right, man. You're right. When they when when this country wants to, mm. very they make they can make it very easy for you yeah. to 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 come in and be one of the clan. Yeah. When they don't, <laughs> trust me, trust me. Yeah, man. All right. So, Brit, so Brit, you're Britain through and through. You can't take that away from you, right? I mean, yeah. that is the reality. Whether that's yeah. good or bad, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, man. I always say, you know what? I say, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm British by circumstance. Yeah, because I was born here, and listen, I know Britain. You know, mm. uh, if if you put me anywhere in Britain, I would, I'd be able to, to whatever. But just by circumstance, yeah. anything else, any other measure, that can they feel the same way? So why yeah. can't I feel like that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that was a place to nice um, leave on, man. Um, thanks for another little chat, Moses Mansour. Um, Mandela, if you listen to it, we're gonna find you, man. We're gonna find. <laughs> yeah, man. You. We I heard your say more about Shimima. I know you got stuff to say, but. Uh, <laughs> um, but thanks for joining us. That's another episode of Chain Full Fish. Um, you can find us on um, YouTube and. Oh, sorry, no, I messed up. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Chain Swordfish, and you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and YouTube. It's Chain Swordfish everywhere. Until next time, peace.